destino para ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 40 for Sunday, February 16th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt. And John Younger. And hello. And hello. Today we are talking about <laughs> Act 3. John won't let me do the intro anymore, the proper introduction. <laughs> I think they know it. That's why. Well, in case you don't, we're the creative no, team they behind know. <laughs> They know. <laughs> All right, so before we get into Act 3 and, and what we've been working on, I just want to remind everyone that the, the, the release of the film is coming up, so if you'd like updates and to be notified when that is going to happen, make sure that you sign up for the newsletter. There is a link below or a box below where you can put your name and email in, and there you go. Mm-hmm. So... This week, we're talking about Act 3, which is the next act, and uh, we have been working on these a little bit out of sequence. So, John, why don't you fill us in where we are in in the process of the five scenes that make up the film, or acts. Okay, well, we've got the bookends are are at rough cut stage and and, uh, in good shape, and the middle is what we've been working on, and the bookends are really Nelson's personal framework for for this journey we take. And the middle mixes the past, present, and future of El Salvador with also with his this journey. Um, so we get some historical context and we go on this journey. Act two, which we're wrapping up now, we get to meet the other disappeared children and we get to learn about what happened in the war. Act three, which we're going to work on next, is more about the present and and post-war time. So we'll do some history of what's happened since the war, and and then we're here in El Salvador in 2011 for this historical day, where the disappeared children receive acknowledgement for the first time in decades. Right. So uh, Act three revolves around specifically the day of the disappeared, which took place. March 29th, 2011. And well, it takes place every year, March 29th. Right, but the, this the one, one was the 2011. Right, so the one that's in the film. And this was a historic day because it was the first time that the government acknowledged this day of the disappeared. And, and John, maybe you can explain a little bit about why this was the first time that the, the government took such a big role. Okay. So this was the first presidential acknowledgement of what happened, but really the disappeared children have have been a little bit invisible for decades. You know, to some extent from both sides of the conflict. We had a really interesting podcast with Ralph Sprinkles, the founder of Probuscada, and we'll include the link, um, where he talks about the Truth Commission report that was done as a result of the peace accords in 92, the uh, disappeared children were not the instances of people's kids being taken and, and families being separated were not included in that report. It was basically too hot for both sides and uh, and both sides were worried that it could affect the immunity that they had from the peace accords. Um, it's been a, a hard issue for a long time and the party in power since the war has been the Arena Party which is a right-wing party 
uh, that was founded by Roberto Dabuson, who was basically the face of the death squads in El Salvador. And they've had the presidency from 92 until 2009. So there's been very little acknowledgement of a lot of the atrocities that happened, including taking children. And then in 2009, there was a, a FMLN party. The guerrilla armies transformed into a political organization after the war, and they uh, won the presidential election in 2009 with a man named uh, Mauricio Funes. Funes has been much more receptive to looking at and and acknowledging some of the things that happened during the war. And also his wife, Vonda Pignato, the premier Adama, the first lady of the country, uh, I think took a very active role in planning this day for you and your peers. Um, and it consisted of a private breakfast with, you know, with you and a family member or some children. Um, and that, that was probably, what would you say, 60 to 80 people? Um, yeah. Private breakfast were... with the president. Yeah. So we were all in a big um, dining hall, you know, two very long tables and then kind of, a, I guess it was a horseshoe shaped arrangement and he had two long tables and then the middle table where the president and the first lady sat. And, you know, the, in, in the act three, <clears throat> we see the president and his wife walk through the dining hall and, and meet everyone. So, mm -hmm. you know, we got to shake their hands and my aunt, uh, talks to the president and, and they have an exchange. And, and you talked to him too. Well, I, I mean, not, not exactly. I was, I was trying to think of what am I going to say and how am I going to say it in Spanish to <laughs> the president of El Salvador? And I couldn't really come up with anything. And then my aunt steps in and I, and I thought, you know what, it's probably more fitting that she, she talks to him. So, but, and she yeah. almost scolded him. Yeah, she, I wouldn't say she did. Like she said, this is good, but you need to do more. And yeah, and uh, and it was very, very uh, natural for her to do it, and yeah. and maybe apropos, right? Yeah. But you, I mean, you were really. I I remember that you re responded strongly to the way that uh, the first lady you know, was passing out candy to all the little kids. Well, I just thought it was such a great image for the day. And you got you got a great photograph where she's literally six inches from your lens. And I'm not exaggerating by much. Um, you know, you're all there because the country was stealing babies. I mean, that's literally what was happening. And here she is kissing babies and handing out chocolates, right? Yeah. And you got the most precious photo um, of her doing that. And it really just... It's a thousand words for that picture, right? What else struck you about that private breakfast that we had? I think it was very, I was amazed. It was very personal and extemporaneous, you know? I mean, it was like, I, I got six feet from these people, you know? Um, and they were very accessible to you. Um, I, I, one thing that there were a lot of little images that stick with me. One was seeing uh, Peter Sibrian's father, who is from the countryside and wore the traditional hat that you see a lot of Salvadorans in, and it's kind of a farmer's hat. It's like a straw hat, and he was very proud. Um, and and to see that that day was 
you know, that's probably his whole life incoming, right? It's not just since Peter disappeared. Um, there's been a lot of conflict and 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 uh, tension in that society, probably that that man's whole life, class conflict, and to receive that kind of acknowledgement. The pictures on the wall, I remember, you know, uh, especially the everybody taking a picture under the under the portrait of Oscar Romero. Um, I remember your aunt getting a few uh, poignant words in with Funes, basically like you better mean this. This is the way I interpreted it. Hmm. Um, uh, the first lady handing out candies. Um, just how nice everybody was to us. Um, I mean, the the press secretary was personally attending to our film crew and and was friends with them, and and it just it felt, um, you know, that that country is the size of Massachusetts, and uh, and so I think that there's more of a chance for some of these um, people to form personal relationships with each other. You know, there's six, seven million people instead of 400 million, right? It's yeah. just a flood of images. How about you? Just how, yeah, like the, um, we were all taking pictures together. That's one thing that, that I remember very clearly and how excited people were. And I, I agree with you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just a good, a good sort of memory. And then the, from there we went to this this arena, which we'll get into. But that that I, I sort of remember the first half of the day as as being very friendly and welcoming, and then the second half of the day as being this historical event. You know, so there is this sort of two different parts to that day. So let's talk about that that second part from the presidential palace from the breakfast we went off to a large arena and we're calling it that we're calling the chapter fmln arena which is the names of the two political parties basically it's like the democrats and republicans i mean right. the, the issues that they contend over are way different but it you know there's the left wing the right wing and that's the name of the, the chapter of the film and and so we're we go into a physical arena mm-hmm. where the president is uh, you know giving a speech about the importance of the day and there are all these school children that have been bust in and it's it's quite quite and when you say all these school children school children you mean like ten to fifteen thousand <laughs> yeah I I mean it was a lot and it, it's just it was so many people that you know the entire I, I can't even describe it. There were a lot of people there. There were all these striking images, I think, from that stuck out in that second half of the day for me that, and, and that you've commented on. People in the audience holding signs have disappeared. So, you know, they're... they're they had passed out a lot of, of pictures to the school children of children that look like them, you know, but in black and white from 30 years ago, yeah. um, where they could hold and relate to um, what had happened? You know, this could have been me. I think. Yeah. What they were trying to get across, and then there's this other photo that that you took of the military of a military presence. The military had had a very big presence at this event. Um, it was part. The military is clearly part of everyday life in a way that I'm not used to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that 
you know, if the President of the United States came to town, you'd see sharpshooters on the roof nearby, right? Right. And, and we felt that. I mean, there, there was a lot of people in fatigues everywhere, you know, with high-powered rifles. Oh. I think it's just the juxtaposition between the families of the disappeared and the military. And it's not mm -hmm. that this group of individuals was responsible for what happened. It's it's just that visual metaphor of seeing these two groups of people right next to each other, which was compelling. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. And the sense that I got from being in being part of that event was um i i think i described it in the in my diaries as the as similar to being present at the obama inauguration and in other words you're witnessing history right you're you're it, it's sort of this weird moment where you know that something historical is going on and and happening and you're a witness to it you're there i'd almost go back to like the 50s or 60s with like voting rights for african americans or something like yeah well i mean i, I, I wasn't you know i wasn't alive for that so this is like yeah. the yeah. the first actually because because that that's a great point a lot of the sort of civil rights victories happened many many years before i was ever born so sort of mm -hmm. my generation never had never experienced that sort of you know moment other than when obama became president so mm -hmm. this was the you felt it and 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 looking at my diaries i guess you know to be honest i feel a little silly because of how um how in awe i was of that of the day but I, that... why, why why not why were you in awe but why do you feel silly i mean you know just ever since you've known what happened to you um don't you have every right to be in awe of of this acknowledgement i mean i i guess it's 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 not that it's not that i feel silly for saying those things I, it's more of that I, I don't necessarily feel that the same way now as mm -hmm. I did in in the video. Okay, here here's the difference. The difference you feel is, like it's naive. Well, maybe no. The difference I think is that time has passed, and so yeah. that version of myself was very optimistic about what this event would lead to, and three years later not that much has changed. I mean, some things have changed. Well, it goes back to my theme of like, change is messy and change can take some time. There was very little concept of if, you know, if Funes was going to be, do his presidency and then what would happen next? Would we have another right-wing president? And based on, again, based on very recent events, they had an election a week ago. Um, now it's a runoff, but it looks like the FMLN will hold the presidency for another five years. They do a five-year term. Um, so, you know, maybe these were tentative first steps, and they're still very hopeful, and they're grounded in something. Like, maybe they're not going to pull back the curtain, right? Yeah. But, I mean, the, you may, you may... the guy that got elected this time, but I don't you... know a lot about him, but I know, that, I know that politically the country has moved further to the left with this election. 
But you make a good point about change taking a long time, and maybe that's what I'm reacting to, that it just... I, I guess I, I watch those diaries and I see myself as being naive for being so hopeful that, you know, that change is going to just happen and that everything's going to be different. Um, mm -hmm. and, and maybe that's just hindsight that that's kind of getting in the way. I think it, can I, I, I guess I, I, your feelings are, you know, um, more germane than mine, okay? <laughs> Obviously. But I have a strong reaction to it, too, and I, I feel like that was so amazing to have been there. And even if in his presidency, Funes only went so far, it was still, it was this tentpole event, and, and we were there, and I'm so glad I got to experience it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you on that one. And, and um, you know, I, I'm also tired in the video and, you know, there, there are all these, I mean. So it's much a, is happening to you. Right, once. exactly. So I, I think that's part of it, that, that, you know, it's just you're part of this event that is historically relevant. You're, you're overwhelmed and probably a little tired or a lot tired. You know, so it, it, having the perspective of three years, just, you know, you don't feel as connected to it. And it's always hard watching yourself on camera. So mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot of images from that, too, that I just sort of stuck with me. Like yeah. the the president's cadence and rhythm with his speech, um, I don't, it was, I don't know, it felt like something out of a movie to me. I mean, stylistically, it was very different than an American politician would do it, and uh, and it was it was awesome. I mean, I, um, I really in, enjoyed it. And and then how we moved from really a lot of the focus of the event was, and I think a big subject in El Salvador is historical memory, which is a I don't think a phrase Americans are very familiar with, but but just that people actually, the history of what happened in that country doesn't get erased, you know, and that people have an under, a lot, there's a, literacy rates a large issue in that country and education can be hard to get and, and a lot of people live in, in the countryside and, and do subsistence farming and, and uh, here they were making sure a whole generation of kids was exposed to what happened and they had integrated this into the school curriculum this year, this, that year. Um, and they made the event fun for them. I mean, it was not a down event. It was a lot of cheering, and they had a big Mexican pop star um, that sang afterwards, and and I, I'll always remember all the disappeared who were standing up front. They got in a big conga line and started processing around the front of the amphitheater. And I, <laughs> it just was, that was awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's fascinating to think how far we've come and maybe that's what I was reacting to you know just just the fact that 30 years ago all these terrible things were happening and now we're we're in a conga line right listening to this pop star and I think that that the the contrast between the two is what I, it, I think we, we both in, it, while we're sitting there I'm like are they really doing this <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it was very surreal at the time. Yeah, yeah it, it, that's the surreal is the exact word that I felt. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this so that we can kind of wrap up the episode and tie everything together. For you as the director extraordinaire, <laughs> what do you think? Call, call me that when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Act 3 is all about? What, what's I was this? asking myself that before I got on here. Right. You Because know, I think Act 1 is, is um, really about the like being jolted by the the difference between the two ways that you experience this and your American family experienced it versus the way your Central American family experienced it, right? And uh, Act Two is really about providing this greater context and giving testimonies for what happened. Act Three. Do you want to answer it first? I. I mean, yeah, I can try. It might be more appropriate, you know? So for me, Act 3 is, I guess it's about the acknowledgement of, of what happened. And, mm-hmm. and I, that's something that I say in, in the journal entries that just sort of struck me, that Act 3 is the sort of the inflection point. And then mm-hmm. Act 4 which we're, we, we're not getting into, but I think Act 4 is, as you say, the, the future, the conscience, yeah. what the work that still needs to be done. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so act, it's, it's sort of fitting that Act 3 is in the middle of the film because it is this, this tipping point for the country and for the film. You know, it's, it's a question mark, you know? It's, it's right. still, yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah, I think three. that's. Yeah, I I, I want to give a, a sense of the scale and importance of the the day, you know, and draw the contrast for for how people have been treated for a long time, and 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 just give an audience a little bit of a, a the tools to understand that and then to experience it, to experience that day, really. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the time we have this week, but do us a big favor. The best way that you can support the work that we're doing is simply by sharing the podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and all that social media. So press share and spread the word. And we thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.